0: Hello and welcome to season three of Fizzy Kids the podcast. I am your host Ali Fanshaw and this is the show where we talk about relearning the way we talk to and interact with our fabulous but fizzy kids. How would you describe yourself? Are you an extrovert? An introvert? Somewhere in between? I would definitely say I'm an extrovert. I think most people I know would say that too. But I have been really surprised to learn something new about myself during COVID. And that is that anxiety and exhaustion and fear can lead me to be much more of an introvert. So maybe I'm an extrovert because of my personality. Maybe it's the way I was born, but also maybe it's contingent on my life being okay and fun and things going well. And when that's not happening, I actually might tend towards hiding away and not wanting to see anyone or talk to them and so becoming more introverted. And the reason I'm thinking about that today is because I want to talk about those fizzy kids who hide away or who shut down. So they may physically hide, they might hide, I don't know, under a bed or under a rug or a table or a wardrobe But they may also shut down emotionally or mentally and not want to share anything with you or others or even be able to complete their schoolwork or other things that you know that they're totally capable of. And these kids often don't get the same airtime as those who display anger or anxiety in big or full on ways. Quite simply because they may be easier to forget or assume they're okay and just having a quiet day but it's really critical we don't ignore those behaviours or the big feelings that underlie them. They are as important to acknowledge and work through as raging or breaking things or screaming or the child that hits and hurts. Sometimes even more important, because actually unlike the more aggressive behaviours that are destructive but let some of the emotion out, Hiding away or shutting down can be a complete inability to let any emotions or feelings out, which in itself can become even more emotionally destructive. So let's start this episode by reminding ourselves that hiding away or shutting down can be part of survival mode. It's not flight. It's not fight. It's the freeze reaction. And it's the freeze reaction to a perceived or a real threat to a fizzy kid. So in the moment of the shutdown or when they hide away, we as their parents or carers need to be really cognizant of the fact that just as when a child is raging, the child in freeze or shutdown mode may not really be able to hear you or be thinking straight because that side of their brain will be switched off or overridden by that more emotional right side of their brain, the primitive brain, the fizzy bit, as we like to call it. So when we're thinking about the parenting language we use with a child in shutdown, it can be similar to the language that we may use when a child is raging. So short, simple sentences, well thought through words and phrases, and delivered in a really well-regulated and nurturing fashion. Just like for the raging child, you may want to get to the root cause of the shutdown or them hiding away, but actually it's probably best to leave that until they're more regulated and their secondary thinking brain is switched back on. So hiding away and shutting down can be the sign of an inability to deal with a big feeling in a certain moment but it can also be just communicating the need for space and quietness in order for your fizzy kid to regulate or feel safe. So my fizzy kid too, who has higher emotional needs because of his diagnosis of reactive attachment disorder, usually displays his big feelings through angry outbursts, which are diminishing massively as he matures and as we've helped him learn to understand and manage those moments. But occasionally, over the past few years, he's also just shut down. I mean, literally gone to his room, grabbed his duvet or blanket, made a bed for himself, usually on the floor, and just gone to sleep for hours in the middle of the day. And um, I remember the first time it happened, I was really surprised, uh, quite worried, But then when I looked at him sleeping, I realized that this was just his way of needing to shut down and regain some energy. So actually, he woke up calmer. He was a little down and a little sad, but I sensed that some of his energy and regulation had been restored. And during these shutdowns, I worked out that even though he was crying out for time away and quietness, that actually he still needed me to be physically close. And that's really important, as we've talked about many times before, that maintaining that emotional and physical connection with your child when they're going through these difficult survival mode moments. So I'd just settle myself down near him, I'd grab my laptop or a book, I'd stay close but not too close and I always found that when I did that, it meant he slept and relaxed for longer. So just to say also that sometimes these shutdown incidents happened after a high energy anger outburst or meltdown, it was almost like the body flipped from kind of one extreme to the other. And I used to just try and see these shutdowns as part of the healing and reconnecting process and just let them run their natural course because it nearly always helped to reset things. So whatever the reason for your child shutting away, uh, sorry, shutting down or hiding away, it might be worth verbalising what they're doing to help them understand the feelings that are associated with those behaviours, just like we've done in the past around other behaviours. And if you're not sure what's underlying it and what the emotion is, don't worry. Just say something like, I wonder if you feel the need to hide away because you're worried about what happened at school yesterday. Or maybe because you're still sad about granny being ill. Or maybe it's because you're angry with your brother for having taken your favorite toy. Okay, so don't worry about getting it right. Uh, you might not get it right. You might not be able to work it out. But what you're doing there is helping them understand that there's an underlying emotion attached to this behavior. And so when they go into those behavioral states in the future, it helps them to start to work things out for themselves. Now, I've spoken to lots of parents who understandably find this hiding away or shut down behaviour incredibly frustrating, either because it happens at really inopportune moments, like normally five minutes before you've got to leave the house for school and work, Or because they feel slightly affronted, maybe that their child can't talk to them or explain why they're acting in that way. And I just wanna say, that's okay. (laughs) I get it. And I have definitely felt that over the years as well. So, in terms of the when it happens bit, for me, I learned to just go with it. And that wasn't easy. And I had to make lots of phone calls saying I was gonna be late for something or the kids were gonna be late for something. But in going with it, what it did was give me the chance to work through the issue as it happened. And what I found is that in doing that, the issue started to go away. As they say in parenting, it was a phase, It was an excruciating, difficult, annoying phase, but it was a phase. And I think if I would just tried to force things through, it, it just wouldn't have helped matters in that moment. So it's really about taking a massive deep breath and, um, and thinking, what can I do right now to try and bring my child out of the state in a positive way that means that they start making positive associations with us being able to sort this out together? Um, so, yeah, that, that's time. That is time. And it's, it's difficult, I know, um, in terms of getting to work, getting to school and all the other jobs that you have to do as a parent in the day. Now in terms of feeling annoyed or upset that your child can't or won't talk to you about what's going on because they've shut down emotionally, it might be worth here trying to remember not to take it too personally. So what I mean by that is that your children's feelings are usually not personal to you, but they are much more personal to them. They might be feeling embarrassed about why they can't manage their feelings around something and are hiding away. They might not want to share it with you. Or they may simply not have the words to express what is going on in their minds. So either way, you're probably, as their parent, the best chance they have to re-regulate. So wherever you can, try and remain supportive and empathic throughout the episode. And if you're struggling with that and it is hard, um give yourself some time and space, walk away. Uh, If you've got a partner, try and bring them into it to see sometimes a new face uh, and a new way of talking can kind of lift things and shift things. But just remember that you are an incredibly important person in their life who will undoubtedly be able to help them with this in some way. Okay, so here are a few phrases that you may want to use during a shutdown or hiding away episode. And as before, some of the phrases are from Amber Elliott, who was quite comfortable with me using some of her phrases in my writing, and also some of the ones that I've developed over the years too. Okay, I think you need to disappear for a bit, don't you? I don't know what it is that's made you need to do that, but I'm here for you to try and help you work it out. Wow, something about me asking you to do your homeworks really stressed you out, hasn't it? I can see you need to shut down for a little bit. I'm wondering if it was hearing me tell your brother off that stressed you out and made you need to disappear into your head for a while. I understand and I'm sorry. Adults getting cross can be so scary for you. Bedtimes are so stressful for you, aren't they? They make you want to shut down and not think or talk to anyone. I'm so sorry that bedtimes used to be scary for you. I can see you want to hide away for a bit. That's fine. I'm just downstairs and here for you when you need me. Why not head to your safe space to hide away for a bit? We know that when you're feeling stressed that can really help you. Sometimes when people need to hide away, it's because the feelings they have inside them are so big that they don't know what to do with them. I wonder if that's how you're feeling at the moment. I'm here for you. Everything's going to be okay. I love you. Let me know if I can help at all. It's okay to rest and have some quiet time. Okay so all of those phrases are really aiming to help your child notice those behaviors link them to emotions but also are ultimately incredibly nurturing and caring whenever you can and it, and it might not be always possible to talk like that you might need to hurry things along a bit and that's fine you know, some days that is the way life is. It's not always straightforward. It's not always perfect. You don't always have every opportunity to help your child through these difficult moments. So don't beat yourself up if you can't use those phrases all the time. But whenever you can, just try to think about those positive associations that you're trying to build by helping your child out of those hideaway and shut down moments. And here are a couple of practical tools as well that might help with that. So firstly, safe spaces. Now, some fizzy kids love having a familiar and safe space to go to when they need to hide away. And that might be an area that you've allocated to them and allowed them to make their own, either in the house or at school. It might be a wigwam or a blanket over a table um, or just a a, a corner where they have a, a chair where they can just disappear off to. And it might have a few of their favourite toys there or some kind of comforting snack. Uh, It might be dark, it might be light, it doesn't really matter. But try and get your busy kid to help you set it up so that they have ownership around it. And it's quite useful to do that process when they're in a good state, when they're feeling regulated. They might say, oh, I don't need this. It's fine. You know, I don't need this, mum. You know, it was just a one-off. Fine. They might never, ever use that space, Um, but perhaps just having it will make them feel better about it. Secondly, timers. Now, the need to hide away and shut down, as we've talked about, can happen at any time. And at some points in the day, this might not be a problem. But at other times, such as needing to leave the house or catch a train, whatever it might be, it may cause an issue. So one way of getting around this is to agree in advance uh, when maybe when you're setting up that safe space, how much time a child can spend in their safe space before they grown up will come and help them work things out. So you might use a visual sand timer um, or agree that they can spend a certain amount of time in the safe space at different times of the day. The, The reason for doing this is to help them learn that it's a strategy, that it's something that they can use when they're having those moments, but you don't want them to get so attached to it that you can't get them back out again. Okay, so it's really about kind of finding a way to use this strategy at the most difficult times rather than being somewhere that they constantly go to um, and you can't get them out of because that then starts having its own problems too. Uh, also, it's, it's quite an easy way for them to disconnect with you and the world. And actually, as we've talked about, that that connection and, and maintaining that connection with your child is key. Final tool that I would suggest is having a plan for running away, okay? <laughs> You're probably not going to thank me for saying that today, but I want to be realistic about things here. Um, so it's worth thinking about the fact that that freeze mode um, can also accompany flight mode. And I know for speaking to some of you guys over the years that kids who want to or need to shut down might run first before they shut down. Um, so they might run out of the house or down the street, uh, they might go into a local park or the woods, and that can be really scary for you as a parent, but also for the kids because they might find themselves in these situations almost without realising it because their survival modes kicked in and that thinking brain switched off uh, or it's been overridden by adrenaline or cortisol. So it might be worth having a bit of a plan in place just in case this happens or if it's happened once before. Uh, It's a bit like an emergency plan for a meltdown. So the key is prepare it in advance in a calm and quiet moment. Do it with your child so that they have ownership with it too. And just have it there in case you should ever need it. So shutting down and hiding away can be something that many parents and carers and teachers of fizzy kids have to deal with and I guess what we have to try and do is instead of becoming frustrated or even ignoring it is to try and really get on it let's see that shutdown mode as survival mode as much as we see and respond to anger outbursts as survival mode So finding those phrases, that language that can help our kids to re-regulate and help them learn how to reduce these incidents over time is really, really key. Lovely people, I do hope you have enjoyed this episode. Don't forget you can find loads more ideas and our friendly community of parents and carers on Instagram and Facebook which is at the Fizzy Kids, or you can sign up for our newsletter and access our fabulous in-depth training courses on our website. All the links are there, www.fizzykids.co.uk. And we will be back soon with more parenting language ideas as we relearn to be the parents our Fizzy Kids need us to be one very messy day at a time. Until then, keep deep fizzing that fizz.